Hello, I'm Helen Eaton and I talk about autism and neurodiversity. I talk about these things as my family's neurodivergent, I run workshops and training in autism and it's my favourite thing to talk about. My website is heleneaton.co.uk and on there you'll find lots more helpful information and also details on how to buy my book, Anna and Ruby and Autism Story. It's perfect for older children, teens and adults. It's actually a graphic novel, beautifully illustrated. Anyway, this autism podcast is all about managing uncertainty and I hope some of the suggestions help you whether or not you're autistic. Please remember I'm not a medical professional. I am a trainer and public speaker. Please always seek the advice of a GP, paediatrician or psychologist if you need expert medical opinion. So let's get on with it. There's always a lot of uncertainty in life. This podcast is recorded in the midst of the COVID-19 situation and the virus is a really good example to use, so I'll come back to it in a short while. But here's a little trigger warning. Talking about anxiety and certainty can make some people feel uncomfortable. I'm not aiming to go into lots of traumatic detail. I'm just looking at the links to anxiety, uncertainty and the unknown. So come with me on this adventure into the land of uncertainty in the land of the unknown. Let's see how it feels because for a lot of autistic people it doesn't feel great. When I talk about uncertainty I mean the unknown, I mean doubt where we don't have enough information, we don't have enough facts, we can't fill in the gaps. Where we can't find a known path forwards. I love thinking about the autistic brain and these great paths to stuff we know and stuff we know really well and we can regurgitate stuff and facts, information, blah, blah, blah. we know stuff, fixed paths. <gasps> but there's a new path. The autistic brain doesn't like that. It shies away from forming these new pathways. The unknown requires us to take new mental, physical and emotional pathways. It can feel as though we're stepping into darkness with no guiding light or compass. I understand that. I know what the fear of the uncertain feels like. I've seen how strongly autistic people react to the unknown. It can lead to volcanic meltdowns, running away and other really sort of unexpected responses. I understand. As a trainer, I've stepped into the headquarters of international banks with swanky offices. I've been into scruffy industrial estates and then delightful village schools, all sorts of places that all unknown and there's a lot of uncertainty about my day every time I work but I'm okay with the uncertainty of each venue I go to because I'm certain about what I do know I know what I'm going to talk about the options I have to change things if needed I am confident I've got the skills to cope all of that doesn't mean I don't feel anxious I carry my anxiety because I know it'll never disappear but it's contained and it's supported as I know I can cope You know, I always check out a few details beforehand as well. I have a look at what the building looks like so I recognise it when I drive up. I find out where I can park and I can find out where to get food from nearby. You know, all the important stuff for me. Two years ago, I said yes to a work trip to Finland and just five days notice to get myself organised and get myself there. It was January, the runway was icy, the flight is stressful as every other flight is for me. I travelled on my own, I knew no one there. The Helsinki was beautiful and snowy and wonderful and it was a really fascinating two days. There were so many uh, potential pitfalls, so many unknowns for me, but I got through it and I actually enjoyed it by focusing on the known elements and I filled my head with stuff that I could do rather than thinking about stuff. I kept myself busy. 
and I noticed the new stuff so that it became known and no longer unknown, if that makes sense. You know, and I've added that experience to my catalogue of stuff I've done and then perhaps I can draw on it at a later date when there's more unknown stuff. I can relate back to that, to what I've learnt. The known and constants really help us in life and for autistic brains, having constants, so the reliable and the consistent, the unchanging things, is really crucial for dealing with the unknown. They provide fixed paths you can return to for comfort and when new paths have been formed. So when faced with uncertainty, turn to what you do know and what you can control to help you. I know I can provide myself my next meal. Food always features in my podcast. I'm sorry, it's, it's important. Um, I know I have a bed to sleep in at night. I know I have three children who say good morning to me each day. I know I can walk outside and enjoy fresh air. I know I have my car to drive me to work. I'm really grateful for all the things I have. And those constants and those knowns really help day to day. I also know I've learned lots of things that I can share and I know lots of ways to help people learn and so on. These are the known things in my life. These are the things that are certain. In terms of uncertainties, when I work, I can't control how other people behave and I certainly can't control how the IT systems and projectors work when I'm planning to deliver a training session. And people are desperate still trying to plug stuff in and click buttons and hope for the best. You know, I deliver both leadership and autism training. And as a freelancer, lots of elements of my training days are arranged by the people. And I'm going to be really honest here and point the finger of blame in these cases you know, firmly away from myself. In the past, I've arrived at companies that weren't expecting me on the wrong days, at the wrong addresses. I've had 20 delegates squashed into rooms designed for 10. Training work boxes workbooks haven't arrived projectors haven't worked and the worst of the worst somebody eats all the vegetarian choices before i can get to the buffet table these are all unknown and unexpected elements of the working day for me the autistic brain both struggles more and reacts more severely to unexpected changes you know, we can see this from the kids whose lives are really bound up in lives and structure. They don't seem to want or be able to tolerate any uncertainties or any unknowns. I constantly talk to families whose child has to have chicken nuggets three meals a day, wears the same jumper. I meet adults who have to have chicken nuggets three times a day and wear the same jumper or put things in exactly the right place or take a certain route or sit in a certain seat. These are, these are certainties they need in their life to keep going. I think a little note of caution here, be aware that these things aren't tipping into obsessive compulsive behaviour because I really feel that's something that needs professional help and support. That's when it starts to really get in the way and you feel more overwhelmed than usual. Those levels of compulsion obsession increase. That's when to get the help. When there's uncertainty, the blank space in your brain gets filled up with made up images and made up actions and words, you start creating things. Sometimes there's a panic because we can't fill that space. There's no fixed or accurate stuff, nothing familiar to connect to, nothing familiar to be certain of. This could apply to everyone, but seems to be a particular challenge for autistic people. I don't know the source of this next idea, I'm sorry, but it's a great one. Think of the word fear, F-E-A-R. A future event appearing real, F-E-A-R. This is a future event appearing real. We put ourselves through something that hasn't happened yet. We're creating and experiencing and feeling that event in our mind, but it hasn't happened yet. 
In my book, Anna and Ruby, an autism story, there's a couple of super pages where Anna is panicking about starting a new school. He starts creating problems in his mind that aren't real yet and may never happen. I love the word catastrophize, that ability to go to worst case, end of the world, zombie apocalypse scenario every time somebody nearby sneezes. Please remember, as, as I talk, please keep in your mind that we are able to cope with more than we think we can. It's a balance between how much pressure we think we're under compared to how able we think we are to cope. That balance is interesting, how much pressure we perceive ourselves to be under and how able we feel to be able to cope in that moment. The human mind and body are really capable of great feats of endurance, both physically and mentally. However, with uncertainty, with anxiety, with autism, quite often it's as if we have a fixed script or line of code that we run automatically that says, I can't cope. With time and effort and sometimes professional support, we can rewrite this. We can rewrite this script, this line of code that's blocking our ability to deal with uncertainty and to cope with more than we think we can. The easiest answer to anything is no. If there's uncertainty, the easiest answer is no. If you can't predict what something will be like, the easiest answer is no. Think for a moment of the child that says no to everything. They say no when you put a different type of uh, ketchup in front of them. They say no when they've got to uh, do their school day in a different order. They say no to a new pair of shoes. No is the easiest answer because no is the easiest way of dealing with uncertainty. You don't have to go through it. You don't have to take the risk that it won't be okay. Think of the adult that won't um, go to a new place, try a new holiday, that is anxious about meeting somebody different. No is always the easiest answer. It's not the best answer, but it helps deal with that uncertainty. We're uncertain. We don't know. It's unknown. So we say no. I think for me, this is why it's important to be able to find good coping mechanisms for dealing with uncertainty and dealing with the unknown. Thinking about the COVID-19 situation, there's lots of uncertainty. There are constantly changing recommendations and there's conflicting scientific advice. And internationally, it kind of seems like a nightmarish game of top trumps right now with all the statistics floating around, the data, the numbers, you know, and it's not a game of top trumps any of us are going to win, to be honest. So here are some top tips that might help when dealing with uncertainty as an autistic person. Recognise that uncertainty is a natural and necessary part of life. We cannot know everything and we cannot predict everything. And that's okay. We can learn to tolerate and perhaps eventually embrace the uncertainty of life. Find out what's currently certain and what you can make certain and hold on to that. So that means what's true and correct now and in this moment and what else can I find out about that's true and correct that will help me right now with my uncertainty. Please remember to take small steps, to take little leaps forward when venturing into the unknown, when dealing with uncertainty. You're forming new paths, both mentally and physically and emotionally. Sometimes you need to take small steps. You wouldn't get from London to Australia in one straight line and one giant leap. It takes many short journeys, many vehicles travelling through many different countries over different terrain to get there. 
be worth it in the end. But remember those small steps. When dealing with an uncertainty, chunk it up. That means kind of chop it into bits and deal with those bits a bit at a time and link them all up. And then it will form a lovely new path through that wonderful autistic mind. That's kind of my phrase of the day, isn't it? Pathways through the autistic mind. A little extra advice there, don't drown yourself in news. Don't keep checking the news feeds. Don't keep checking this source, that source. Get enough information so that you're okay and recognise, again, the things you can't control, you can't influence, and you may not need to know about that stuff right now. Now, really recognise that you don't need to know everything because you can't know everything. It is actually impossible. Think about what you can control and what you can influence. You know, there's lots of great books and resources out there on circles of influence and control. I know I can't control COVID-19. What I can control and influence is sensible hygiene practices in my home and the choices I make about socialising. Avoid catastrophizing. I mentioned that word earlier. Take your thoughts down a different and more pleasant path. Don't catastrophize. Do something nice if you're struggling to think of something nice. If you're struggling, take each day at a time. Live through that day and do things rather than worry about things. Always seek professional help if your fears and anxieties are overwhelming you, particularly relating to the uncertain and the unknown. If you're getting to the point that you're struggling more than usual, perhaps becoming more obsessive, your ability to function and do your day-to-day normal stuff is affected, please seek that professional support. On a personal note, in our house, whenever there's uncertainty, we say, it may be different, but it could also be okay. It might even be better. Okay, it's not a particularly catchy catchphrase, sorry, but it's something that we're all used to hearing and used to saying. We find it really useful. As an autistic person, that might take a lot of trust in your ability to cope or a lot of trust in the person supporting you. So be aware of that if you're the other person, if you're not the autistic person. And on that same theme, it's really important to be able to reflect back and be able to say, do you know what? It was okay after all. It's also okay to say, well, it wasn't better. I didn't like it. and I don't want to do it again. But at least now that thing, whatever it was, is less of an unknown. There's less uncertainty. There's less doubt. There's less fear. There's less anxiety. The uncertain has become known. I hope some of those ideas were useful for you to have a little think about uncertainty and autism. I enjoy sharing my knowledge and my experience. So please do let others know about this podcast. Uh, a rating would be lovely. Thank you. Click on stars. Make my make me smile. Uh, have a little look at my website, helenetan.co.uk. And you can also follow me on social media. I'm kind of everywhere I need to be. You know, thanks for listening today. And goodbye. <laughs>